If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Crowd Sorcery, which is the show where I do my best to try to find the coolest games, in my opinion at least, that are going to be ending their crowdfunding campaigns through a little bit of sorcery um, over the next couple of weeks. And today I've got 9 games to tell you about. 9 games that their campaigns will be closing down anywhere from August 8th to August 16th. So, if any of these pique your interest, well, check the links down in the show notes. You'll be able to jump directly to these Kickstarter pages or other crowdfunding platforms. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, And learn more about them and see if I was right or wrong about calling them out. Now, bear in mind, folks, I'm talking about stuff that I like. So you probably won't see a lot of games with a lot of punchy. You won't see a lot of games that don't work well for two players. But if you're like me, if you're a Care Bearer player who loves playing two-player gaming, I hopefully have nine of your potential jams. So without any further ado, let's talk about the first game on the list, Supply Chain. And now this is a really interesting game, a really kind of funky one. Uh, And I'm really intrigued by the fundamental nature of it because in this game, you have a hand of cards that represent different links in the supply chain. Um, You know, warehouses, uh, distribution centers, the producers, the retailers. And every turn, you are trying to make a supply chain by laying all these cards out here, linking them up with the links that are on the corners of the cards, and also slipping contracts in amongst all the other stuff. And to be able to complete a contract that you slip somewhere into this big jigsaw puzzle of tiles, well, you need to... um uh, build an actual supply chain because if all the goods that are needed to fill that contract are linked up to that contract, you'll win. But to do that, you're probably not linking things to fulfill other contracts or to complete other objectives, like getting certain buildings on certain streets and stuff like that. I am really intrigued by the puzzly nature of this. And while I'm sad to say it looks like the game, it might not fund. It's only going until August 8th, and I'm not sure if it's going to make it, but I kind of hope it does because this is a plucky little game that looks incredibly deep. My only complaint about it from what I've read so far is it seems like it's a bit on the long side, and that might be a problem because I want this to be a really fast, quick, fun, puzzly, and tension-filled game that would last for about an hour. So I'm uh, interested to learn more about the first game on the list, Supply Chain. But then we move on to the next one, Shoes Tactics, which I've already done a sponsored preview for, and so you can watch that video to learn more. This is a great print-and-play roll-and-write that is all about um, oh, uh, multi-use cards uh, driven by dice to do polyomino tiling to put down the Three Kingdoms Rebellion uh, in ancient China. It's super sharp, and while originally it was announced that it was a solo-only game, they have since updated it, uh, in part based on my feedback, to um, make it multiplayer compatible and cooperative as well. So it is really neat. I'm very, very excited about it. And um, you can uh, hit that link to learn more. It's going until August 10th. 
That would be Shoes Tactics. Okay, number three on the list is another one I did a sponsored preview for. This one is uh, uh, Isle of Trains All Aboard, which is a cool little engine building game. Literally, you're building a train engine and all kinds of train cars, trying to load those train cars up with goods so you can deliver them to the Isle of Trains and um, complete uh, objectives to score points. This game actually came out years ago. And I liked it then. I like it even more now with the all aboard new functionality that introduces passengers and all kinds of stuff. But the game has always been fantastic. You can check out my preview or my run through I did all those years ago because it is just a blast. The main thing that makes it so cool is as you're building up your train, I might want to load stuff into your train instead of my own so I can get big bonuses that I wouldn't get if I'm loading my own stuff. So the interaction between players is fantastic in Isle of Trains. And this campaign ends on August 10th. Okay, let's move right along. Next up, we've got Divine Dungeon, which ends on August 11th. And this was a uh, uh, sponsored video that Ryan did a brilliant rules how to play video for. I'm showing that on screen right now. And um, I'll admit, this is a little bit too cutthroat for me. This is a very uh, cutthroat, cavernsy type thing where players are d spending half their time building a big communal dungeon with all kinds of traps that they want to spring on their opponents, but then also preparing to run their own adventurer through the dungeon. And the thing that really jumps out more than anything else about this game, aside the fact from its uh, uh, a, uh, thematic tie-in with a very popular series of fantasy books called the Divine Dungeon series, is the fact that um, you have a handful of cards, and these cards have multi-use functions. You can either use them to protect yourself when your adventurer is going through the dungeon, or you can use them to attack somebody else's uh, adventurer and take them out. And so there's a really interesting level of tension of, do I hold these cards back to protect myself, or do I use them now to attack you? So, probably a little too cutthroat for me, but if I were interesting and cutthroat, I think I would definitely like to give Divine Dungeon a try, which is going until August 11th. Okay, next up, there is Star Realms Rise of Empire, which again is another game that normally you wouldn't find on a list from me. But basically, the thing um, that makes... This is a legacy version of Star Realms, which is a famous... I like to call them dueling wizards, although in this case it's dueling... Um, um, Spaceships, uh, my armada versus your armada, trying to destroy each other and you know knock each other out uh, through deck building. Star Realms is an incredibly popular series with good reason. It's a good design, just never really been one for me in Gen because of the head-to-head -head nature. Until they came up with a legacy one. I so want to play this because it is full to the brim of stickers. Stickers that you get to put on cards over the course of multiple games. You're not only um, you know, leveling up and um, you know, how you do in one game will affect future games. And we're you know, playing through, as I believe, a 12-chapter legacy campaign. Very much like you know, um, the Pandemic legacy games. But um, you earn sweet, sweet stickers. You, put, you give me stickers to put on a card and I am there. And so I desperately want to try this. But not only because of the legacy, but there's another thing too. The original Star Realms is a very straightforward slugfest. I'm trying to destroy your stuff, you're trying to destroy my stuff. But now this game introduces new alternate win conditions where you're trying to, say, get a certain number of stickers or other things. You're still fighting each other, but fighting isn't the only reason to be here now. And that just seems like a really great addition to Star Realms in general. Now I'll admit, you've got me because of legacy. 
plenty. You got me because of stickers. I know the design is great. I think uh, Jen and I would enjoy playing 12 games of this. And then after you're done with the campaign, uh, it is infinitely replayable. It's not like this is a game where you end up having to throw it away like some legacy games out there. So I'm very, very interested. This is going until August 11, Star Realms Rise of Empire. Did you expect that one, folks? Probably not for me. But anyway, let's move on to the next one. Sunshine City. Oh my goodness, this is a sweet, adorable... Um, it's a, another print-and-play, roll-and-write project where you back for a very, very low cost, and you have until August 12th to do it, and um, you get PDFs or JPEGs. This is like um, Shoes Tactics a bit ago, that you can print out yourself and play and play and replay. I actually talk in my run-through. You can check my uh, sponsored preview of this, where I talk about ways that you can make it more replayable with some very cool accessories. But anyway, this at its heart is a rondelle game, where you've got three different discs, on, or meeples, or cubes, or whatever, on the rondelle, and every turn you're going to move two of them, and uh, then activate two of the locations on the rondelle. And it sounds really simple, but it is so rich and um, satisfying in a very Gonshon Clever-esque way. Gonshon Clever style... Um, Combo-y goodness mixed with rondelles, one of my favorite mechanisms of all time, mixed with a wonderful theme of trying to make a green uh, solar-powered city makes this a winner chicken dinner every step of the way for me, which is why I definitely check, suggest you check it out before August 12th when the campaign's in. Sunshine City. Okay, how about we go to the next one? This is one that I didn't cover, but Shay did. It's called Moonrise. And this is going until August 13th. Now, Moonrise is a hugely successful, monstrously popular game that had a great Kickstarter. And this Kickstarter, I think, is over 1.5 million right now. So this new that introduces three new expansions to the gameplay uh, adds so much. And obviously, people are super excited about it. And I understand why. I've never been interested in playing Moonrakers because it is a deck-building game where you are um, trying to engage in different space missions, but a huge part of the game is negotiation between players because you want to entice other players to come and help you because often you can't do anything alone. Now, that's cool. I would love to play this someday at a higher player count game, but I don't think it works very well as a two. And I think most people agree. Moonrakers, you want to have at least three players to play. Even with the cool new expansions that came, um, you know, because they add like uh, more deck-building and stuff like that. That. But one of the new expansions uh, that came that is part of this Kickstarter campaign adds cooperative play. And not only that, narrative campaign cooperative, app-driven. Those are all the buzzwords I love. I love app integration games. I love narrative campaigns. I love cooperative play, where now I'm not trying to cajole people to come and help me complete my projects. You're incentivized to because we're working together. We only win if we work together. Why hasn't there always been co-op? I would have been playing Moonrakers years ago. But you can do it now with the new Moonrakers Titan expansions. And if you want to know more about it, check out Shay's excellent run-through, or at the very least, his final thoughts, where he goes into depth about how the Titan expansions really change up a game he already loves, and so many other people love it too. So anyway, you've got until August 13th, and then Moonraker's Titans closes down. So, let's move on to the next one. Now, this one just launched this morning. I almost missed it, and I'm glad I didn't, because it looks beautiful. It is from Button Shy Games, and it's called Fishing Lessons. It is a solo-only design from Scott Alms. This is like the third or fourth game Scott Alms has done for Button Shy that are solo-only games. This one has a beautiful story of your husband, 
or maybe it was your father or your grandfather or your brother, depending on who you play as, you are a relative of an avid fisherman who passed away a year ago. And on the anniversary of his death, you want to honor his memory by going out and fishing and using the lessons you learned from him. That is a beautiful story, which I'm not going to dwell on because I will literally get teary about it. Um, But functionally, in terms of gameplay, this is a very clever little game where the lessons let you move your ship to different places on the lake. All the the lake cards are face down. You get to flip some of them up, flip other ones down. And depending on which character you play, you are trying to um, achieve different layouts of the lake in a certain number of turns. It seems like a brilliant, charming, puzzly little game with just about the most heartwarming theme I can possibly imagine and if that didn't get you in but you like solo games you could just get fishing lessons on this campaign which ends on the 30 or the 13th august 13th it started uh it's not gonna be around very long or they have a, a higher level backing thing where you can get all of scott alms solo button shy games and apparently they are all great so if you're a solo player this is definitely one you don't want to miss scott alms is a fantastic designer i mean his solo warps edge i played years ago was brilliant so i suspect this is going to be brilliant too i watched a little bit of gameplay of it this morning i said oh my gosh that looks like so much fun so definitely we're checking out um brand new and it's only gonna stick around for a few days august 13th you have to check out fishing lessons okay and now we've got one more folks and we're leaving kickstarter behind we're going to backer kit uh because uh this is the new third platform for crowdfunding and on backer kit they have brought back return to dark tower uh new second printing with a new expansion and i have to admit ever since kimberly tolson did a dark return to dark tower run through on my channel She so made me want to play this game. The toy factor of this game is so through the roof. The way that Dark Tower comes to life and has literal AI, opens and closes doors, surprises you while you are playing in a cooperative fantasy game around the base of it. This looks so good. Uh, You know what I should have put on the screen? I should have put Rado, um, Return to Dark Tower. I'm calling an audible halfway through because I didn't realize that video was going to be so short on the attract. So let's have Kimberly play the game a little bit for you. You can watch her run through. This this tower is alive. It thinks. It knows what you're doing. And it makes... It's, it's like there's an actual dungeon master working against you and the cooperative nature of it is what really draws me in this is something i really want to play and so it's available on backer kit right now again folks if you haven't been to backer kit before links down in the show notes this is the new um player in town and you have until august 16th to see what all the hubbub is about check out uh kimberly's run through of it it was uh one of the first ones she did it's a lot of fun when this thing comes to life and it has flashing lights and it opens and closes doors all kinds of neat stuff so that was it, folks. The uh, last one on the list ending au- uh, in August uh, 16th, two weeks from now, is Dark Tower on Backer Kit. And that's it. Another crowd sorcery. Uh, let me know if any of those were interesting to you. Let me know if I missed anything down in the comments. And I'll be back two more weeks from now to tell you about other games that will be coming to a close very quickly, folks. So thanks so much for watching. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye.